right, y'all. Welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast. So today I am definitely bringing you so much value for what you need right now in this situation. I have Miss Marika on with me and she is a dental hygienist turned resume guru. So if you are listening and you're kind of like in that job market, looking for it, you're like trying to like up level, maybe you've got a job right now and you're trying to go for that next level or COVID has completely shifted everything about your life. And, you know, a lot of unemployment benefits have just run out and a lot of people are looking for new work. How the heck do you get recognized? How can you up-level your life? And why do you even freaking need a resume? And so I'm just super excited to dig into this. I love the professional development side of it. I love entrepreneurship. I love just like regular jobs. I work nine to fives forever. And I think it's so important to have a well-crafted resume to your name, even if maybe the job that you're applying for doesn't seem like it will need it as much, it will help you stand out of the crowd. I've definitely been part of a hiring team and y'all, if you got some spelling errors, nah, nah, nah. So I'm just super excited to dig into like the fun side of it, the professionalism side of it with Miss Marika. So if you just want to tell us your story, how you got here, tell me the goods. Yes. Hi, everyone that is listening right now. My name is Marika. I am the founder of Reworded Resume Services, where I also do career coaching as well. And this is just such a great topic to be talking about in the beginning of 2021, transitioning from 2020 into the new year. I have all the tips, all the hack. Yes, I have my own opinion on cover letters, what you should do. Should you submit them? Should you not? Um, I started reworded back in January 2020, but I was freelancing for a very long time, helping others write their resumes, help them find their jobs, transition. I mean, anything and everything that I can do to help serve, I am here for that. So I'm ready to, you know, fire wave the questions. I'm ready. Like, I am prepared. Let's go. So how did you get from being a dental hygienist? Like, I've actually had like several people on here where that's what they started and now they're doing something else entirely. How was that jump for you? Why did you like leave? Where did you find your passion? Where did you even, I guess, discover that you were like, I'm so good at resume writing. Y'all, I bet I could help you get a good job. And just like, how did that evolve for you? Or did you just decide like, you know, I'm done with teeth. I'm going to go all in on something else. Or was it like a gradual like evolution, like I know you were freelancing, but when did you know, like, oh, I can do so many, I can do so much more for people this way? Yes, long story short, but I will be telling the long story. My friend who was a recruiter now is an HR told me, Marika, you need to do this for a living. When I reconstructed his resume and helped him on an academic level and a professional level, all it took was that one person to tell me, you know what, you need to do it. And it's usually other people that see you and see your skills and see what you hold are the ones that guide you and tell you what you should be doing and are also pinpointing what your fears are and telling you you're in your comfort zone, get out of it go towards what you, what your talents are, what your mission is. So to long story, going back to that, I actually, believe it or not, have been, I'm pretty young and I have been in several careers, which, you know, everything covering hospitality. I was a flight attendant. I used to be a manager. I got into dental hygiene. I did 
everything. I mean, lit everything. I've been in so many interviews. I have been, I've learned so many different skills, what employers look for, what they don't. I also participated in the administration process for dental hygiene. So I did mock interviews. I interviewed the freshmen coming in, um, reviewing their resumes, reviewing their applications. And we had a different layout. We pretty much had, here's some Legos, make something symmetrical and tell us what you think like what that shape is, you have a minute, go. So, I mean, I've experienced it all. I actually volunteered for that because it's just, it's so fun to see what people come up with. Um, So I, going back, I had a lot of careers and it all stemmed, I, in high school, I was in biotechnology, right? Going back to middle school, I went to a pre-med magnet school and then going back up to college. I mean, I know I'm so out of line, but in college, I also graduated with health sciences. So medicine, sciences, anything in that field was all that I knew and felt comfortable with to proceed on and proceed on with my education. And that was something that was just implemented in me when I was younger. I'm not sure if other people can relate, but I definitely had more of a guidance for my parents where they told me you have to be a lawyer or a doctor type of deal, which both professions are absolutely amazing. But I decided to take the medical route and just follow that out of comfort from having several years of experience and just being comfortable with it. And then while I was in the dental hygiene program, I finished, I got licensed, I graduated, I did all of that. During that time, I something just clicked in my brain and I'm like I don't want to do this I want to serve I have a creative outlet I need to release that creative energy and like design but I'm also an introvert so I want to do it like behind a screen design and I also want to serve people in a, in a different way and that's when I clash the two of like letting go of that creative energy and designing the format of the resume but also serving others guiding them towards the career that they want to be in because I completely understand what it feels like to be in a career that you don't feel you align with. Yes, 100%. (laughs) I think that's so. I love that you touched on like you were just on this path you thought you needed to go on. You were kind of like, I'm going to just try this thing, but it was still in align with that path when fear medical and like dental hygiene and all of that. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. Like there's people that love those careers. So I will be real. That wasn't for me. You tried a new thing. You can always try new things, guys. No matter, like you can always try new things. Mm-hmm. So I think that's super exciting. Um, I've always wanted to be a flight attendant. I feel like that would be super freaking cool. Were you like a, an international flight attendant or like, we'll get into all the others, but I'm like, I want to know what flight attendant life was like. Yes. I did domestic and international for United Airlines, um, around the time of 2016, 17. It was great. I did both. (laughs) I love United's like my staple flight. All of, I have so many United miles, which we'll get to live there until one day I can fly on an airplane again. When you started like getting into like helping people with their resumes, what's probably like the biggest mistake you see? Like I did hospitality as well for a long time. I was like, I wasn't necessarily HR manager, but we were such a small thing that being like an assistant manager, we were reviewing all of them. And for me, my biggest pet peeve, and I just, I could never get past it. I'm like, 
if you didn't spell check your resume, I literally, I will just rip it up. You could be literally the best person in the world, but if you submitted a resume to me and anything was spelled wrong, I'm like, you typed this. Um, for me, that was like a really big pet peeve because like in hospitality, you're, you have to be so detailed. You have to get everything right or you're going to bill somebody wrong. You're going to put somebody in the wrong room. So that for us was like really important to do all of our reporting. Now it's just on a micro scale. What do you see people doing with resumes in how they're presenting it? Because obviously you're going to spell check it for them. Be like, y'all, this is a thing. But from there, what do you see people struggling with the most? Yes. So I see, I totally understand with the spell check. Definitely. It's kind of funny that you said that, but for the spell check, if you currently are listening and you don't know if your resume, if you haven't filtered through your resume, please use grammarly.com. It's free. It spell checks it. That is my ish. I love it. So Grammarly um, will change your life. No ads, no nothing. Grammarly will change your life. (laughs) Yeah, not sponsored, but I will become sponsored if they want to sponsor me. <laughs> um, yeah, We're here for that. So She's my that. biggest pet peeve, I would say, would be the one size fits all, to be honest, that type of resume. I mean, yes, spell checks, typos, I totally, that's another one. But my number one is just submitting a resume with every single one of your skills, every single one of your jobs, every single one of your positions, and it has nothing to do with the job that you're applying to, I highly recommend going through your resume and just sorting out what jobs have I had that are similar to this role that I am applying to versus having, again, this one-size-fits-all approach, which I think is one of my deal breakers for sure. That's so important because sometimes I feel like we want to say all of the things that we're good at, but if you're applying for like a flight attendant job, it's not necessarily going to matter if you're, I don't like like what your word typing speed is. Like mm-hmm. it's a good skill to have, but it's not necessarily as applicable to that. So I think focusing down on that is really important. Uh, and being that individualized experience, uh, cover letters. How, do oh you think gosh. every should every resume come with a cover letter? Um, I've always like personalized my cover letters to the job because I want them mm-hmm. to know I actually want the job. Is there a time to have a standard blanket cover letter, or should it be a fitting thing? Tell me. You know, cover I. Yeah, yeah. I, at great point, million dollar question, should you submit a cover letter or not is also a million dollar question. Um, I tailor cover letters to each specific employer with that top, you have the body, but then above the body, you have like the employer's name, the date, their, the employer's first and last name or mister or company or so it's specific to the job that you're applying to if you're not going to tailor your cover letter at least make it specific to the employer so they know that you're not just batching your cover letters out and sending it I also do recommend tailoring your cover letter with keywords you know like let's say you're applying to a job Um, let's say administrative assistant and you don't know what keywords to include and what keywords to focus on in your cover letter go on Google, type in administrative assistant, top keywords, 
And you will usually find a website where there is that um, almost like a pie chart and it tells you the percentage of the top 10 keywords. Let's say one of them is, I don't know, organization, leadership, one, one of those. So make sure to include those keywords in your cover letter nonchalantly, you know, like explaining why you have those skills. That way, when an employer is reading it, if they read it, then they will say, yeah, <laughs> you know, then they will say, oh, okay, this is why this in individual is applying to my company or the company. And then I, funny story, okay, I would love to share this. So back when I was applying to dental offices to just get my experience, I had a cover letter and I had a resume and I started noticing that a lot of my recruiter friends were saying, I don't read cover letters. And a lot of other people were like, I don't read cover letters at all. If you attach it, I see it, but I don't read it. So I decided to do a little test and I don't know if it's just me and my luck, but this was way back. I decided to submit my resume without a cover letter and there was an option for a cover letter, right? It was optional and you can upload either or, or both or um, just the resume. So I uploaded just the resume. I went, I got the interview. I went to the interview and the first thing that she told me was, your resume looked very professional, but I'm confused as to why you didn't submit a cover letter. And I, the first test that I made, and I'm like, all everyone's telling me they don't read them, but it's false because you never actually know, like for smaller companies, especially like private practices, if you submit a cover letter, that's a 50-50, like they might read it or they might want to see that you put the effort to even submitting one. So that's my funny story. I was a little thrown off, but now I write resumes and cover letters. So you don't have to go through what I went through on the spot in the interview. <laughs> How much should we be hyping ourselves up in our cover letter? What is the fine line of like, these are my skills and like that I can be practical and I'm freaking amazing. And I'm just going to be so, I'm going to provide so much value to you. How do you, I always phrase like my cover letters with what I had to bring to the table because I was always applying for hospitality management. So I was like, what did I bring to the table? And I was always like, God, I am just bragging on myself. And I felt really uncomfortable. Like, like they need to know that I have these skills and I have things to offer. And I'm like, hyping myself up. But sometimes I'm like, is that going to come off cocky? Like, are they going to be like, oh my God, stop. What is that kind of like fine line? Like how much should we be hyping up our experiences and also our knowledge of even what job we're going into. I did so much research about Marriott. I knew more about Marriott going into my interviews with them than my interviewer did. Like I knew all the things about my hotel. I was like, oh, I know how many rooms are here and I know how old this building is. And I knew too many things. He was like, are you okay? Like, what is that line of hyping yourself up in your cover letter versus hyping yourself up in your resume. Cause we're like, we're literally selling your, like you are selling yourself to this company, your value to them. What is, what is too much that it's, they're going to be like, oh, they're, they need all this attention, blah, blah, blah. They might not be a good team player if they're just like me, 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 me. What is that kind of like balance for you? Yes. So this is my opinion. And I would love to hear your thoughts, but 
I say that for a cover letter, you pretty much want to encourage the employer to read your resume. So if you're coming off too, too strong in the cover letter, then they're automatically going to expect that in the resume. And if you're coming off not strong enough, they're going to automatically expect that in the resume. So you have to find a balance between the two where I like to include metrics so if somebody is skimming your cover letter, they can see what you bring to the table or what you've accomplished in, let's say, three different bullet points of your top three accomplishments. Not every single accomplishment that you've ever done, but that is related to the position that you're applying for, what you bring to the table, your confidence shows in that, in your accomplishments, in you pinpointing this is what I've done. This is what I provide without stating it like that, but this is what you provide to the table. This is what you've accomplished. And this is what you bring to the company. You want the reader to be intrigued enough to read your resume, right? And you also want to introduce yourself in a sense that comes off strong and confident, but not cocky, right? Not I have experience in everything, but something that's specific to the company, where if somebody is skimming that they see, okay, great, they bring X, Y, and Z. They are from your introduction, they are, they're applying for X position with this company. And this is where I can reach them at, you know, something where if they want to know more about you, they will also review your resume. But that's what I think about a cover letter. And a lot of, I mean, almost all my clients have been successful with that, where I have seen cover letters that are just so, 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 so lengthy. And it's, it's almost like if your cover letter is lengthy, I don't even want to see your resume, you know, like, I don't want to see that. Um, Not to discourage anybody, but those are my thoughts, you know, that introductory introduction paragraph, the body with some metrics and what you've accomplished, probably like three bullet points. And in that body, you want to formulate it around the job descriptions or the position that you're applying to. And then you also want a area where you have your contact information where the employer can say, okay, I want to call them just based off their cover letter, like based off of even sending that in. So those are my cover letters, do's and don'ts. (laughs) That's, that's so good. Um, Because you want your cover letter to be just like a quick, this is me. Uh, and then they can go to your resume and get those details. Cause it's like, if you're saying that you have X skill, they're going to be like, where does she get such skill? Go to that resume, see what other jobs experience you've been. So I really like that. And I don't think I'm, I probably word vomited just all over all of my cover letters. Cause I am a painful English major. And I'm like, let me tell you everything I've ever done in my life. You will love me. And it mostly has worked out, but at the same time, I'm like, did they really read all of it? Or did I just present it well? Or just like the previous experience. So sometimes I wonder that where I'm like, did anyone read this? And I've never asked them because I don't even want to know. Because I'm just like, mm-hmm. they gave me the job. Did I really want to know? Uh, but yeah, so uh, 2020 happened. Uh, mm-hmm. COVID happened. And the job market went in a whole lot of different ways. How, like, what kind of trends have you seen being a career coach in, like, where people are going career-wise, what they're kind of like focuses on and how has that approached how have people approached getting a job so differently now because it's it's rare to just be able to go in somewhere now and be like hey 
application they're going to be like go to our website and that's like no (laughs) human interaction at all Uh, I had no human interaction every time I applied to uh, my Marriott jobs until I got in an interview which means that I do an assessment I just submit my resume and cover letter before I ever met a human like and that used to not be the case people used to go in and be like I would like a job like and they would like talk to you and then like give you a job there so how has like 2020 changed how people are approaching their resume writing, like creating them maybe for even the first time after having jobs for so long where they were like, I didn't ever write one mm-hmm. for y'all. Yes. So a lot of people are probably lost with the resume process because I do have to agree with you. A lot of times we would just even go into somewhere, into a company or a, I don't know, a, wherever. And they would sometimes offer you a job. You would just fill You would ask for an application. You wouldn't even have to sometimes submit your resume. So if you're lost, it's completely okay. <laughs> it's probably a majority of the world right now. It's, it's okay. Like, it's okay. 2021, it's the beginning of it. We got it. We got you with these tips. Everything's online. That's what I've been noticing. A lot of jobs are going to remote, whether it's they're trying to cut back on expenses or budgeting, or they just are trying to do COVID precautions and want their employees safe and at home. So a lot of jobs are transitioning to become remote and temporarily remote, but you know they don't have a date of when they're going to come back. So I see that a lot. I see a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot that when everything's online applying now, completely agree with you. If you go anywhere, they're going to say, you know what, check out our website, go on the website and you'll find the email to where you're supposed to submit the resume. It's not even like, I'll hand you the business card with the email, like go on our website, you'll find the email and then you'll email us. So everything's online, application processes online. Um, And with that comes assessments. Like I have never seen so many assessments following a submission to a job ever until now, like right now. So if you're applying to a job and you're listening to this, I am sure you have received here, take this 15 minute assessment on X, Y, and Z. And also when you're done, take this 20 minute assessment, assessment on X, Y, and Z. And the thing that you know what? I also want to do like a test. I can't, but if I could, I would love to see what my, what are the results? What are my results? What are you looking for in this assessment? Do like what? And sometimes the jobs that you're applying to, it's just motivational interviewing or take this assessment on how to use social media, but it's not even correlated to the job that you are applying to. So you're taking an assessment and they don't give you the results. You might not hear from for probably an extended period of time because I know sometimes employers are taking longer to review the resumes, get back. It's a longer process as well because you have to schedule that virtual interview. Maybe you have a second or a third or God forbid more interviews, right? So it's a longer process now. It's all online. There's more assessments. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to be realistic. It is what it is. Um, and, but I do have to say when you are ready and comfortable to go out in public and go into, let's say you want to go into hospitality and you, let's say you want to be a server and you feel comfortable going out to eat everyone. If there's COVID precautions, everyone's wearing masks and you were at that point, 
even if the application process is online, you still get to almost interview the company if you even want to work there. Because how do you know a company and who works there, what type of atmosphere it is, how fast paced are they until you view it in person? You know, there's that barrier of you have to almost connect the dots and context clues of this is what I think the company is like because it's remote and I'm, I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah. I'm never going to get past the assessment that I had to take to work at Michael's craft store to be part of their freight team. I had to do calculus. There was a trigonometry question. There were word problems. And when I got hired and I eventually became like a manager there for a while. So their company, you have to score over 80% for them to even get it. So You could have, like, you'll never hear from them if you don't even hit a certain score. And there's literally nothing you can do. I couldn't search for anyone. There was no way I could even view. And, like, it wouldn't let you click it. You'd be like, well, this person, like, failed all of this. And I was like, this is, none of this applies to my life in crafting. Why did I just have to answer a race car word problem? I'm never going to get past that. I Googled the answer to it. It was the most ridiculous thing. So like (laughs) some of these assessments, like even my store manager was, oh, we just want to see if they complete it. If you can complete it. I'm like, but this doesn't have anything to do with the job. And that sort of thing makes me crazy. In hospitality, they make you answer like all of these situational questions. I'm like, oh, are you going to be a good human? And can you pick the right answer to not be an asshole? It's literally that. It's like, are you going to yell at this person? Like if you say yes, that is a red flag. You're being too honest. You shouldn't be working with people this much. So there's some assessments where I'm like, they just want me to make the right answer. Like they, like that might not be how I feel, but I picked the right answer. Uh, So when you are having to deal with like a ton of assessments, no, it's literally mostly a screening process. And I never applied any of it in my actual, like I did hospitality for so long and I don't think I ever had any of the crazy situations come up in it. They just want to see if you will finish the assessment. Cause if you can't even get through that, probably not as dedicated to any of it, but yeah, we're definitely seeing so much of that. So many psychological hoops to jump through. Um, as you were like talking, I did have like another question come up that I didn't send to you, but how important, like when you send out your resume and you like get an interview, how important is what your social media looks like? Are, are employers looking for that? Because I know in like today's world, we're all on social and we're all, I guess we're just like how much has changed over the last year. People are losing, are getting fired because of their crazy conspiracy theories and, you know, storming the mm-hmm. capital of the United States. And if, is that a fair thing? I think it's, I think it's a fair thing for an employer to be like, I stalked your social media. You are maybe a terrorist. I'm not going to hire you. Like how important is what our social media says in that hiring process in today's day and age for people who are looking for that? I didn't send you that, but I just thought about it. Yes. Way to catch me off guard. I didn't send you this, but I'm just going to drop this giant bomb of how important is social media? Wow. Okay. Well, good thing that I have some random statistical fact in my head, but I looked this up the other day because I'm like, somebody's going to ask me this one day. And one day it's either somebody asked me or, or I'm on who wants to be a millionaire. And I know this question, and I make a million bucks. So um, I you're going to make a million at, bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember looking it up. Um, 
recently, I want to say 2020, so sometime last year or so, there was an article that I read that almost 60% of employers who took this survey, which I don't know how many people took the survey, but out of the survey, almost 60% said that at one point they checked the social media of a person who was applying. There's a lot of factors that go into that. And I mean, I'm not in HR, but there's a lot of, again, like it's almost like that assessment where is, is this a red flag or is it not? Because the first thing that comes to my mind is yes, social media is, it's online. Everyone has access to it. But then does it like, does it go against the whole discrimination and you're not going to discriminate in the hiring process based on gender and race and religion and all of that? Does that, is that factor is that going to, we're humans, right? Is if you see something on someone else's social media, does that automatically, like, does that, is that superior to the discrimination, you know, policy? Like, you don't know how employers are going to take that. You don't know what they're going to see on your social media. And I almost feel that that's so iffy to do because everyone, I believe, has the right to express themselves on social media. But Now that you guys know that 60% of these employers checked however many were in the survey, I would definitely try to keep it as clean as possible. Especially this one is really random, but I remember I love MTV and I love the challenge. And I remember that in 2020, they pulled tweets from 10 years ago and held it against a few um, major actors who got suspended from a lot of shows. So it just shows that whatever you do post, it it's on there for a very long time. So definitely be careful of what you post. Some employers do view your social media. Yes, there could be crossing that boundary of discrimination. I hope that doesn't happen. I genuinely am totally against that. But if your social media is not on private, your employer might look at that. So I would definitely recommend putting it on private. I would watch my posts. I would make sure, especially during the job process, I would make sure that it's clean and nice and you know it reflects you in a in a in a light manner I feel like that's so important because it could be maybe discrimination but when you get a job you are representing to some extent that company when I was working for Marriott they have very specific social media policies in place that if you're violating those like that violates like your terms of conditions and working and that might seem a little like restrictive but at the same time like they have their values they know they are a company I am making the decision to accept that job I am stepping into that the same way you know I'm not gonna be standing at the front desk of the hotel just like discriminating against people because I'm an asshole if you're already presenting that in such a way that you could be you could be a walking workplace harassment nightmare. And I feel like it is like employers are allowed to make that decision. Like if you are someone who is a bunch of hate speech out there, you get put into that job and you act that way towards a coworker. I feel like your employer does end up having to take some responsibility for putting that other person in that situation. So I feel like as much as I'm here for free speech and like all of Mm -hmm. that, If you are saying a bunch of negative stuff and you could be a literal liability for that company, I think it's in their best interest to be like, no, I'm not even going to do that. And I think they do have that right to do it. And we can't necessarily be upset by that. And yeah, if you're in that job process, 
just private your stuff. Be a good human. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't post it. You like to get drunk at work. Definitely don't do that. Like don't, don't yeah. have those things. Um, you know, just think of it mm-hmm. as like, like you're, you're trying to form a relationship with an employer. They are going to be paying you money. You are going to spend a lot of time with them. Uh, so I think mm-hmm. it's very important to kind of have that balance. So yeah. when, when people are coming to you, like to get career coaching on all of that, like, how are you helping them like apply for jobs? Do you have or, like network things that you recommend that people do? I know LinkedIn's really, really big um, with mm-hmm. careers, finding jobs, things like that. What are like really good, like job websites even that are like, that you trust, like for you to go be, this is, I know like back in the day, I, my first hotel job I found off a of Craigslist ad and I know so many people get scammed with Craigslist now and that there's like monster and indeed and LinkedIn like what are some of like your reputable job search sites that you recommend that people are searching on are posting themselves on what are like the best places that you tell people to go look for jobs yes I love it I actually had one of my friends and this is no shade at all. <laughs> I like to put this out there, but one of my friends was looking on Craigslist for a job and that is one platform I personally don't trust for jobs. Um, but it's also really hard to filter through because you are allowed to post that you can make $5,000 in this call center 50 times, 50 posts in a row. That's so time consuming to go through all the pages on Craigslist just to find a potential one that you're looking for because those posts have a lot of words in them to get attraction that isn't even related to what you're looking up. Um, So my top ones, I really like LinkedIn. I really like Indeed just because some companies are utilizing that um, still. That one, I know a lot of people use. So if the employer is small, they have to filter through a lot of resumes. LinkedIn, Indeed, indeed, Glassdoor. I really like Glassdoor. It's super easy to look up the companies that are hiring, the jobs that are hiring, but also the company rate and what other people left the company review. So if people worked for that company, you can go on Glassdoor, you can search for jobs, but you can also research that company and see what past employees or current employees rated working there, which I think is so important, especially now for 2021. If you can't get in there and you can't see it yourself, hear from somebody else. And honestly, if you're going to be hearing from somebody else and reading those reviews, make sure that they're current because sometimes management changes and you want to give companies the benefit of the doubt. So if you see, if we're in 2021 right now and you're going Glassdoor and you see a review for 2007, keep going up, like keep reading current reviews. You never know. The companies are always changing, always trying to better themselves and switching employer or management. Um, So those would be my top three. But for entrepreneurs, I really like Upwork. Fiverr is a good one if you want to, if you're freelancing, Fiverr is a good one, Upwork. And I mean, I've heard a lot about like Angie's List and all that stuff and care.com, but I don't know how I feel about those because you do have to pay for like a background check. But for entrepreneurs, if you want to um, do that, you can also use LinkedIn as well uh, to do freelance work. So if you're looking for freelance, those are my top three. If you're looking for careers, I would recommend those three. So going off of that, uh, mm-hmm. another one that I didn't ask, but I feel like this one will be easier. Uh, do you recommend people go directly 
to those company sites if they're able or if they're like applying through like a LinkedIn or like Glassdoor. I know when I was like applying back in the day with Indeed, like I could have like applied to jobs through that. Do you recommend that or going directly to maybe like that website, like the actual like company? Or do they prefer like if they're posting on that, they want to be reached through that? I think it's both. I think a lot of companies that are posting through Indeed they get those emails. I mean, I've worked in offices where they posted on Indeed and it automated straight to their office email. So the office coordinator was still seeing your resumes. The amount of uh, resumes that they get varies because Indeed is pretty popular. If you go on their company page, you're still going to get it either way. Um, But a trick that I have is if you go on hunter.io, so H-U-N-T-E-R.io, and type in the company's name, you can sometimes, if you're lucky, they have a lot of companies, but you can find the hiring manager's personal email and try to direct, try to email them directly. Sometimes the emails listed on there. If you're, I mean, if you're searching Google, that's going to be a huge, um, there's going to be so many emails on there, but if you search a smaller company, it's just going to be easier to find the hiring manager. So that's also a great way to do a personal email outside of Indeed where you just want, you get that access to either the hiring manager or the assistant manager or whoever. Okay. So if someone's emailing that hiring manager, okay, going back to like resumes and cover letters, if like the job is submit your cover letter and your resume to such and such email, are you submitting them as separate documents? Or are you submitting it as one? So like one file, cover letter, resume. So they literally have to open it and see the cover letter and scroll down. Or do they prefer having separate documents? I've never really thought about this. So what is kind of like the format that you found that works best for people or that people in HR that you know prefer? Like when they're getting all these applications, when they're getting all these things back, do they want it as one thing or do they want it as two? So they have the option. Yeah. Um, so sometimes if you're applying online, there's no way to sometimes depending on the software, this, I can't give you a clear cut answer because sometimes the software that you're utilizing only allows a certain amount of documents to be uploaded. And if you combine the two, especially if you have, I don't know, 20 years of experience, and let's say you have a two page resume, it might exceed that limit. So you might have to apply separately, you might have to or upload separately. So you might have to upload the cover letter and the resume separately. If you're doing it in an email, I mean, I would just upload it as and you have a one page, I would upload that as see the cover letter first and the resume, but make it clear in the email that you have attached your resume, you know, I don't want someone to open it up and be like, what's this cover letter? Where's the resume? Because some, you never know how tech savvy people are. You never know if your documents upload completely or successfully. And um, if they upload it and that first page is just a cover letter and then they're like, oh, I'm busy. I don't have time to go back. Did you upload another document? Do I have to go back into that email? It might be best to include somewhere in there if you're gonna double that onto one page to say, hey, my resume is attached, is enclosed following the cover letter because you know, you never know when somebody's opening that email, how busy they are, what time during the day, follow up to see if they have received, you know, if they received it, they looked at it. So that all really depends. Um, if it's a smaller office and you think it's more personal and private and you are in constant communication with the manager and you know they're going to read that email and you know they're going to scroll, then yeah, combine the two. But if you think you're applying somewhere that 
might not do that, definitely explain yourself in the email. You never want someone to pass you up just because they didn't want to scroll up. And I know that sounds bad, but they didn't want to scroll up on that document because they had no idea. Um, So that is my advice with the cover letter and the resume. Again, going back to that cover letter, if it's wordy, they're not going to scroll down to see your resume. They already know with the cover letter that the resume is wordy and they know. Um, And here's something that I thought about just now. I get a lot of clients who are sending me documents in like Google, Google Docs, Google um, Word and PDF. And a lot of times when they are sending it either or they have that extra blank blank page or two. Please don't submit a resume with an extra blank page on the bottom just because it's like a paragraph end or something. Do like I that's a that's a that's a pet peeve. You know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Yes. I, I save any Google doc, like any, because I do everything in like Google Drive so that I mm-hmm. have it everywhere, but then I save everything in either doc or PDF. And if it saves weird, like I'll open it and I'll like look at it just to make sure because you want it to be easily accessible. And if there's just, even if it was an accident, like, oh, I spaced too many times and all of a sudden it's another page. I'm like, no, no, no. Cause they're going to like get to that page and be like, what's supposed to be here? What is missing? And like, that just irritates me mm-hmm. in and of myself. So mm-hmm. it's so, your cover letter resume might not be the end all of things, but it is definitely that foot in the door. So if you can't even present yourself well, like doing this, it's going to be so much harder to get that interview because things are so different. And because COVID 2020 was so traumatic for the job market, there are so many people like, I feel like to some extent it is an employer's field day right now. They have the options there. People need jobs. People want jobs. And the ones who are making the effort are going to get that because companies are going to be like, we can pick whoever we want. Like as much as they're like, we need people. There's so many, there's so many options. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's so important that you do seek help from someone who has that experience, have somebody read your resume, your cover letter, just have somebody else read it because you're not going to see what's right in front of your face. You can be like, this is perfect. This makes so much sense. And it might not, you could literally be putting a word in the middle of a sentence. That's not there because that's how, you know, it's supposed to be read. You can do that. So definitely make sure you're paying attention to that. Get you a career coach, get you a resume writer. Yes. Because that is going to help save you so much time in the Mm -hmm. long run. Cause if you're, if you're just spinning your wheels or you're really trying to go for something and you're not sure get somebody who already knows what the heck they're doing. Like they're here to help you. Um, So yeah, on that, I have a few. So if you are currently can't do a career coach or can't do resume writing services, or you actually are like, I need this right now on the spot and I can't find somebody that can deliver in an hour, (laughs) like 30 minutes. Um, Here's some tips. I would definitely recommend unless you're applying to a government job, to take off your personalized address. Don't include, I live at 1234 Seashore Apartment 72, Los Angeles, California. Put Los Angeles, California in your zip code. 
yes, put the zip code because sometimes there's a proximity of how far the employers are looking. So maybe they put a filter of, I want this person to live within 10 miles of the location. So put your um, city, state, and zip code, but take off your personal address. That's something that's updated now. It's just, there's, you're sending it out to so many people and it's, it's a lot of personal information that you don't know where it's going to end up. Include your LinkedIn on your resume. If you, if you have a one fit or like a one size fits all resume and you're tailoring it and you're eliminating a lot of jobs and you're hurt about the fact that you're like, I want my employer to see it. Put your LinkedIn on there. On your LinkedIn, put in the other jobs and the other skills that you have. So if somebody wants to, they can find you and see what else you have to offer. But then that way your resume, your the paper that you're presenting is specific to them. So again, I would put fix the personal address, LinkedIn. I would tailor the resume to a one size fits all and, um, and include five to eight soft slash hard skills that are convenient and needed for that position so those are my tips you know like my little free tips to give away that are important in building a resume outside of you know the summary the education all of that those are some important tips that a lot of people don't really know yeah I didn't learn resume writing in like high school it was like a part of like a business class that I took in college and looking back I'm like how did we not learn how to do this in like high school before we had to go get adult jobs how did we not know because I guess back in the day okay I'm not that old for there to really be a back in the day you just like went and you applied like but that is how I got like my first few jobs I like went in they gave me an application they were like have you ever had a job before and I was like yes no this is what I did this is when I'm available. And they're like, please come back. So there's all of those different things, uh, but it is so different with social media, with everything being online. So it's both, it's both easier to apply for jobs because we have so much at our fingertips, but because of that, they are expecting so much more from you. So take the extra time. If you are, if you really, if you really want a job, tailor your resume, take the time and effort to do it because it's going to benefit you in the long run because you want that job. You want to put in the time. So definitely go ahead and do that. Uh, so we're recording the beginning of 2021. It's mid it's definitely the end of January, mid January. It's not, I don't know what time is anymore. Uh, what are you most looking forward to for the rest of this year? I am open to all positive, helpful, successful or failures, you know, I'm open because I recently, my 2020, I know this is a question that you asked. You're like, what are you in 2020? What are you bringing into 2021 or something along those lines? And failure is a building block of success. So I'm open to failure because I know that it's bringing me closer to success. I love failure. It sounds crazy to say, but every time I fail at something, I think it got Einstein. It's a fancy scientist quote that I just found a way that didn't work. And you learned from all of that knowledge. And as much as we hate to fail, if you're not failing, you're literally not trying. So you're not growing, you're not learning. You have to like, you have to get feedback. Like failing means you're going to get feedback and you can move from there. So I think it's 2020 was a lot of 
failing your way forward. Now I'm just like, well, we're going to go, I'm going to fall down. I'm going to keep trying. But definitely when you get that failure, you get that feedback and you keep going. So I think it's so important that we celebrate to some extent failure as much as we do success, because you don't know how many failures went into that success. And eventually you're going to be able to look back and be like, I failed at all these things, but it got me here. And that's where we were trying to go because it doesn't matter how the heck you get there. Sometimes you're just like, I'll get Mm -hmm. there. Yes. Um, So I definitely just love to close out with my guest giving their 15, 16 year old self a piece of advice. If you can go back and sit down with you, what would you tell her? Yes. My piece of advice would be to really hone in on what your mission is what fulfills you in a sense of um you know just like don't whatever somebody tells you you should do career wise don't listen to it expand your options don't do a I have to either go left or right kind of figure it you have time to figure it out don't settle for what somebody told you you have to do at such an early age and it's okay if you don't know what your college major is <laughs> that's what I yep six that's a good time to tell me at 16 it's okay you don't have to know your college major <laughs> oh man I wish crap I wish I had known I didn't need to know my college major when I was in college um like it's okay to change just change things it's there's, there's so many opportunities out there and there's just so many different things that you can do. And I think a great thing that y'all will learn once you connect with Miss Marika about career coaching is maybe you have skills that you don't even realize could be applied to other jobs. So she, all of her info is going to be located in the show notes. So you can reach out, like get some resume coaching. It's going to be so valuable. Maybe just see if you have skills that could go into a different career, what kind of different things you could do, find something that's going to be more fulfilling because we literally only have one life to lead and you should not be trapped in doing something that is miserable. Like you can, you can have the job to have the job, but you can literally be applying for new things. I think I wish we'd kind of touched on this. Y'all, if you have a job that you hate, you don't have to stay there. You can build a better resume and a cover letter and apply for better jobs. You can get a new job. It's okay. Um, So yeah. And you can also get more money by getting a new job by fixing that cover and cover letter and resume. Yes. There's so many, there's so much that you can do going forward and just tweaking your resume, your cover letter, finding new opportunities, being able to bring those opportunities in is so, so important. So if y'all have any questions for us, make sure that you slide into the DMs, connect, uh, make sure that you're taking a screenshot of this episode and sharing like your favorite job tip. If you use a cover letter and a resume to get your dream job, like share that, share those wins. Like it's okay to rat, like to brag on how awesome your resume and your cover letter is because that's you and you're freaking awesome y'all. And I'm just so thankful that you took the time to hang out with me this afternoon, today, whatever's happening in the world. Uh, just thank you so much for being here today.